Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Minutes with Mew presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to have you on board. And you say Minutes of Mew, we got the one and only Scott Mutrin who joins us. We appreciate him taking some time out. You know him, former BC quarterback, sideline reporter on the BC Learfield IMG radio network. And uh, first of all, Scott, nice win for the Eagles, 31-30 to OT. Just give me your general thoughts. Um, I, I thought the Eagles uh, battled. They battled tough. Um, they, they stuck with trying to run the football, even though they weren't getting the results. I think they only ran for 40 yards. Um, and, you know, Phil Dracovic just made plays when they needed him. And, uh, again, he stepped up, hit some big play-action passes, and Zay Flowers showed that explosive dynamic. And Pitt's defense, very good. And they, you know, they cause some havoc. They're they're very aggressive with their front seven, getting in the uh, getting in the gaps and not allowing BC's run game to take hold. But in that, uh, BC was able to use some play action to exploit them and hit some deep shots with Dave Flowers, and they were able to make some plays plays that way. And especially the biggest one of the game, that that third touchdown in overtime, which was just a you know a great scheme by Frank Signetti. I thought he really he really made a nice call. Uh, trying to get the matchup he did with Zay inside, and, and Pitt tried to double-team Hunter Long, and because of that, Zay came open, and uh, I thought that was a great call. At that time of the game, it says a lot about him as an experienced coach, his ability to make that play call, save that one for a big moment. So um, I thought that he did really well. Uh, I thought the defense, they, they made some good stops when, when they needed to. Uh, I thought they played tough. Uh, you know, getting an interception that you didn't get points off was tough after the fumble. Uh, excuse me, at the interception from um, uh, DeBerry. Uh, Josh DeBerry makes a nice interception, gives him an opportunity to score, and PT unfortunately fumbled the ball right back to him. But uh, defensively, they stood up. They made, uh, you know, they made ticket work for every one of his yards. And, you know, fortunately enough, uh, the kicker, after being an absolute hero, as Meter said, he the 58 yarder, and then. Misses an extra point. It was just one of those things that you know BC was just able to get that one last play, and it was uh, it was it was an exciting game for sure. That's uh, it wasn't for the faint of heart. It was it was sloppy. Uh, I think there's a lot of penalties on both sides of the yeah. football. Um, you know, you saw a lot of pre-snap penalties on both teams, and it seemed like every time one team would make a mistake, another team would be like, "Oh, hold my beer because I'm going to make another one too." So it was uh, yeah, it was, one of those it was actually it was good that BC was able to to tighten it up and then just get that one that one play in the end where they they miss a few, the extra point. Comes full circle now with that miss extra point. Reminded me of the uh, Penn State bowl game, the Pinstripe Bowl in BC was at the other end of that. Not not a lot of fun from your pit, pit perspective. <laughs> But, uh, hey, Scott, I always like to get your thoughts as a former QB. Phil Dracovic, 19 of 35, 338 yards, three TDs. Obviously, he's, uh, you know, he's emerged, really thrown, thrown for the more, most yards uh, in four career BC starts than any previous BC QB in their first four starts. So uh, your, your thoughts so far, Dracovic, and maybe, you know, what does he need to work on, too? Because we have to be honest, he, everyone has to work on something, like just to get your perspective on him. Yeah, I think um... – one of the things you know about him is he's tough. He, he stands in the pocket and he takes some hits. 
he's not afraid to, to deliver the football when he's under some pressure uh, to allow himself to get some big plays. He's a, he's a dual threat as well. He's not, he can run the football, and he had a huge third-down conversion um, rushing uh, in the third quarter that, that allowed BC you know, to get a touchdown. Uh, I think the, the one he stuck in from the two-yard line, he, he had that, that you know, dynamic capability to be able to do both things. And I think with, when, you, when you look at the, the offense, it's crazy how much it has changed from year, you know, from year over year, from the A.J. Dillon running show to now the, the wide-open passing attack with Soldier Kovic and you know, throwing a Hunter Long and, and Zay Flowers right now. But one of the things you know, he steps up in the big moments. Uh, when the they need him the most, he's able to stand in there and make some plays. And, and you, you watch that, and that's third down, that uh, late in the game, two-minute drill. He's had the propensity so far this season to, to make those plays when BC needs it the most. Um, I think working on some things is... You know, he takes some sacks that he probably doesn't need to. His, his escapability is is uh, is something that he extends plays, and I, and I think you know he has a little bit. We we said this a couple times. He has a little bit of big bend to him, where he'll he'll, he'll escape some pressure. He's not like Lamar Jackson, but he has that escapability where he can you know prolong plays and spin away from certain things and 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 allow plays to develop down the field. But because of that, sometimes when he holds on to the football, it, it it causes a couple sacks um, or some some negative plays. So that's something you'd like to see him work on to avoid some of those things. I bet his linemen would say that because they're getting credited for sacks that you know maybe aren't necessarily their fault. But it's tough to take that away from him because I think you know if you take those um, you, you take that away from him, you may take away some of that big play capability. So you, it's something that you just kind of have to uh, deal with or just try to to minimize sometimes. And, you know, also you just don't want him to have to take a lot of unnecessary hits. Sometimes it's all right to uh, throw the football and let, let the play another down. Um, I'd like to see him climb and work inside the pocket a little more. Um, I think he can escape up into the pocket and then use his athleticism to run um, a little more. But uh, I think that's part of the youth of playing the position. If you watch uh, too many quarterbacks now love to escape um, outside and linemen are pushing their guys that way and when you do that it, it's that's not the place where you need to uh, escape you need to step up to escape so that's all the pressure's going to the outside you need to step up in the inside it'll give you a clear lane and allow you to either run or see the you know some receivers coming across the field so I, I think that's something that he needs to to, to work on and, and probably a little more consistency throughout the game I think uh, there's moments of lulls that they, they miss some throws but I mean, we're nitpicking here, to, to, to be honest, because for, for what he's done and the ability that he's shown to bring them back and play big in big moments, um, I had high expectations coming into this season for them based on what I'd heard and some of what I had already seen. And he's not disappointed, and he's been everything I thought, probably even a little more. Yeah, no question about it. Oh, you wonder, too, at some point, does Notre Dame start to say, hey, what do we have here? Do You know, they take notes. By, they, they're pretty loaded, but... Yeah, at some point. No, I'm not worried about them. They can, they can, they can do what they have to do. I'm, I'm just happy that he's wearing the maroon and gold. To tell you <laughs> the truth, I think uh, that's to have him is uh, is was a great, great signing by Jeff Halfley, and and kudos to him for getting that uh, that guy behind center because he is a difference maker. Okay, now another question offensively. Bailey, 15 carries, 36 yards. The as you mentioned earlier, the rushing game not uh, not what we thought it would be. Uh, especially that veteran offensive line. What do you think is going on on the offensive side with the rushing attack for the Eagles? 
sometimes the rushing game can get skewed too because sacks go against uh, yes. your rushing total. So uh, I think you'll see both Garwell and, and, and Bailey, you know, I think they ran, ran for a combined 72 yards. Not nearly what you're expecting. Um, I think there is, there has been some inability to, to get some gaps taken care of. I also think the backs kind of like still um, can help the offensive line out. I think there's been some opportunities where they've either had a cut back or, or, or done something else where they've had a chance to, to make, you know, four or five yard gain and they just pop it the wrong way. But, uh, you know, for a lot of that pit game, it, it looked like that there were not a lot of gaps for them to run to and they were just kind of smashing it in there, getting one to two yards of crack. And that's, that's something you're not accustomed to seeing. Um, you know, a lot of the, a couple of these guys are playing new positions. It takes some time to gel. Uh, more than anything, the offensive line is uh, in football. The offensive line is is very, you know, almost like an orchestra to the extent that everybody needs to do their part and they all need to be in sync. If one guy's off, the whole unit struggles. So I think that there's something to be said for their um, getting used to playing those new positions and finding their finding their groove that way. And when they do. Uh, then I think you'll see an even more dynamic offense that can run the football when they want to and then throw it as well because that will just add to, you know, they're throwing it very well right now, but if they can add that other dimension to the to their offense, it's tough to defend teams that can do two things really well. So the Eagles are 3-1 and one now. We move on. Nice win there. They travel to Blacksburg where they face off against the Hokies. Uh, Virginia Tech two and one, two and one in conference play, a fifty-six to forty-five back and forth, no defense game there against UNC last week. What can we expect, Eagle fans? They go to always a tough place to play in Blacksburg. Uh, won there two years ago, but still a lot of you know, unfortunately, a lot of L's for the Eagles last twenty twenty-five years there in Blacksburg. Yeah, not not an easy place to play down there. It may help that they're not going to be a full capacity. Yes, enter Sandman won't have the same. Um, <laughs> Safeties 
that were on scholarship that were available to play. Some of those guys are coming back from, I think, COVID stuff. They didn't really say it, but that's kind of the assumption. So um, I, it's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, the the numbers say that they're expecting more of them to play. So you're going to might be seeing guys that haven't played yet this year that are going to be out there that are starters or significant contributors. So I think some of that uncertainty uh, may play in play into the factor at the start of the game as BC getting used to the personnel and what personnel is actually going to be out there. But they they've definitely dealt with some some injuries or illness injuries if you want to call them. Um, and they're starting to get those guys back now. Now are they going to be full steam? I don't know, but um, they were. They are some pretty talented guys, or highly rated uh, recruits and performers. So if they're able to play, that definitely helps their you know their their output and their chances. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm, based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Last question for me, Scott, before I let you go. The team, obviously a great start, 3-1. and one. Do you get the sense, and I know you can't really interact with players, but do you get the sense that team morale is pretty good this year? Obviously winning helps, but just and overall, do they seem to like each other, get along with each other, and, and do you see a, like uh, an improvement of that uh, this year? Yeah, I, I think winning is definitely, winning cures a lot of ills. Uh, you know, that's, that's a fact. That's, there's no denying that. Um, I, I'd say that you, you see after that missed extra point the, the amount of uh, enthusiasm. And the thing I love about sports, one of the best things is you can't fake that emotion. That's something that's live and it's real. And when you have that, th- those things happen and you see it in that spontaneous show of emotion, and that, that shows the true nature and how they feel about each other. And you see it in some of the locker rooms. And you even hear it in Jeff, Jeff Hafley's comments to the, to the team and how much uh, they stick together. They don't, they don't quit. They don't, they bend, but you know, they, they're not necessarily going to, they're not going to give up when it gets hard. And I, I think it, it says a lot about the resolve and the leadership of that team, not just from the coaching, but from the players' aspect. And they, they're fighting for each other. And if they I think they really buy into that, if if they go down together, then they're they're gonna they're gonna give it their best. They're not gonna let anybody, you know, take that away from them. They're gonna give everything they have, no matter where they're at. And they're never they never feel that they're out of it. And when you have that mentality, it's uh, contagious. Winning's contagious. It's just as losing's contagious. Uh, I think that that's something that that matters. And if they continue to come together and improve every week and you know you see the schemes that they're running and they're doing a good job Tim Lekabu has done a great job with the defense he really changes the looks in the second half they've done some great jobs making adjustments so you got to feel good about it um, if they can stay healthy and just keep you know staying with within themselves and improving you, you got to feel that there's 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 a lot of good things that are in store for this team all right, Scott. So uh, I know with COVID, you won't be traveling to Blacksburg. What's going to be the press box meal here? What we got for you? How are you going to be taking the call uh, from the from a Chestnut Hill? Well, the, the the real bummer is for Meter. He really loves the, the Virginia Tech press box. They do a great job of feeding not only the food that they usually have there, but they load the press box up with snacks and drinks. And, uh, <laughs> It's one of his favorite places to go, so he's really bummed out about that, that he's not going to be able to to enjoy the spoils of the press box in, in Blacksburg. <laughs> we'll be in 
the we'll be in the same booth we call our home games and it's just no one's going to be there and we'll be you know kind of following the game and calling it from there at night it'll be quiet hopefully we'll have some food and food in there and, and enjoy ourselves and, and treat it like uh, everyone else maybe watching the, the game on tv we'll just have a little you know a couple different views and have some comments on it but uh I'm anticipating uh, Wegmans has, has brought us food so far. I imagine we'll have some, some Wegmans uh, again. That was uh, that was pretty good. And maybe bring some 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 our own snacks. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll bake some chocolate chip cookies or something. I don't know. That sounds good. That sounds good. All right, Scott, we'll be listening. Appreciate your time, and uh, I appreciate too. I know you're eating dinner right now, so I appreciate the time uh, taken out to help us out. I just had a wonderful turkey meatloaf, so it was perfect on a rainy, rainy, cool day here in Boston. Nothing Uh, better than turkey meatloaf. There you go. All right, Scott, thanks so much, man. Thanks, Mike. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.